Hello. Welcome to the solo podcast of Leon Bassin. My name is Leon Bassin, and I will be your host today instead of Todd or Joey or I think someone else did a solo podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe not. So, anyway, um, doing a solo podcast because apparently someone requested it. I'm not sure why. Uh, whenever I listen back on the podcast that I'm a part of, um, I don't sound very interesting. So that's uh, it's a surprise to me that someone wants to listen to a solo podcast of me for so long. I'm trying to make it about an hour. Uh, Todd and Joey said that's a good length. So I'm going to trust them since they have a lot of experience. Um, I've been texting with Joey today, trying to uh, figure out, uh, you know, how this solo podcasting works. I'm a little nervous, but I think I'll uh, I'll get better. Hopefully, some good ideas will come through. Um, in the text, Joey said, you know, make a couple notes, couple subjects that you want to talk about, and. Uh, yeah, and talk about them. He said the first 20 minutes will be a little tough. Uh, but if you make the effort of talking straight for 20 minutes, you'll get through it and then it's uh, smooth sailing. Um, so I have to keep on talking for 20 minutes. Sometimes I'm going to be saying things that don't make sense. And... Uh, you just have to deal with it because I'm trying to get through the 20 minutes and after 20 minutes if you have complaints whatever anyway so one thing I wanted to talk about um, I made a few notes but then I just decided to go for it actually this supposed to be I was supposed to do a test thing to see how it's recording I'm just set, sitting in in shop task in Vancouver uh, after a busy Boxing Day sale. Um, so it was a pretty busy day. We sold about four, in the Vancouver store, um, four skates, like four fitness skates. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm really bad with staying, <laughs> keeping one idea and going with it. So sorry, I'm going to be talking about a lot of things. Um, some of you might realize that I'm crazy um, anyway so back to my point uh, this was supposed to be a recording just an experiment to see how I guess a sound check but I just decided to go with it and I'm already at 3 minutes and 29 seconds so I just gonna keep on going because the first 20 minutes are annoying and I don't want it to become something that I record a hundred times. Uh, I don't want to take yeah, the whole night doing it. I want to get it done. So hopefully this the sound is good. Um, I don't have as advanced of uh, a recording technology or <laughs> equipment as Todd or Joey. I'm just on my MacBook 13-inch, uh, a couple of years old. I'm not very good with computers. Um, anyway, it's a Mac, and I'm using QuickTime to record it. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's. I'm after a busy day of work. Didn't eat much today. Just it was a uh, actually really exciting to have a busy day at the shop for a change, and uh, now after work, I decided to stay and record the podcast because uh, yeah I've been requested feels feels very special anyway so um, one something that that I would like to talk about I'm not sure exactly where it's gonna go but if I if I don't talk about it it's uh, 
it's too hard to figure it figure it out when it's in my head um, so that the subject I guess is how skating affects our lives for people like myself who, who who've been skating for 20 years um, skating is so such a big part of us and our experience in skating or our kind of our, I guess state our mental state in the skating world uh, I think really affects our personal life or our regular life off our skates it's definitely a lot more than a hobby so for example if you have a good day skating, you're going to be a lot more positive, a lot more happy. Uh, you're going to feel good about yourself. So a good session would directly affect uh, your mood, uh, your behavior, probably your, you know, even your health. <laughs> um, so, but if we think about skating like I guess different things in skating not just a good session and a bad session if we start thinking about uh, when you have a skate crisis when you're trying to figure out which skate you want I think in real life you're going through very similar things that during that time of being very undecisive, being a little confused and um, I don't know, lately I've been going through a lot of changes in skating I've been an aggressive skater for 18 years 19 years, sorry, close to 20 now but after 18 years I started experimenting with bigger wheels um, not just trying it, I, I'm sure I've tried it many times in the past, but really putting on bigger wheels and taking it seriously the way I've been, you know, uh, the way I've been with aggressive skating for the past 20 years. Uh, yeah, skating does consume a lot of my time and I, you know, always been I would say very serious, seriously involved in it. I would always compete, um, and I would always film and make videos, and you know, take it really seriously. I would relocate from one place to another, you know, based on the skating, based on the weather. So skating was always uh, uh, been. one of the how would I say it? skating has always been first in regards of deciding where I live or what I do um, I guess think things are changing so but because my skating is changing and I'm trying to adapt my skating to uh, more realistic or more simple reality uh, I don't know what if that means anything to you it might be very uh, might only make sense in my head at the moment but um, so yeah in the past two years I've been experimenting with big wheels and uh, I've been one of the I would say the first ones to kind of get into it before power blading existed. Um, I did see the person that I saw uh, that really got me inspired to do it was Robert Guerrero. Um, Robert Guerrero. <laughs> he had uh, because he's skating the rollerblade skates, and he had he made a little edit of skate using the fusion skates around that must have been about three four years ago 
and the fusion skate is exactly the same as the aggressive skate uh, but it has a bigger frame has a metal um, yeah, the Fusion X5, they had a metal 80mm wheels and then there was a Fusion X7 that had a metal 90mm UFS frame. So, I, um, after seeing this edit, my friend AJ, who is one of the main guys at Shop Task, AJ DeLong, uh, he was really into it and then Matthew Ledoux wanted a pair and another friend of ours, uh, Dave Gant from Toronto wanted a pair, so I had four people that really got, in, I guess, juiced from this edit and wanted bigger wheels. And uh, I ordered a bunch of fusion skates for Shop Tusk, um, which at the time was only selling aggressive skates. So that was the first skate that we brought that was a little outside of the aggressive industry. That was probably four years ago. Um, and uh, just started using them and uh, you know it takes a while because at first I, I used them and I liked it but I wasn't ready for the change yet and same with AJ and a lot of uh, and Matt and Dave and I think slowly I kept on coming back to that idea I would you know skate on my aggressive skates and say, you know what, I really want to film a section on those skates because I think there's so many, because no one is skating them. And the reason I'm not skating it because none of my friends are skating this type of setup. So it's hard to go to, you know, a skate park with someone who has aggressive skates or a few friends that have aggressive skates and me being with a different skate. Um, it's kind of cool, but it... I want to have fun when all my friends are doing grinds. I want to have fun and, and do grinds with them. Um, so it's hard to really explore and develop ideas on that new setup. But I always, you know, would set up my skates. I would set up a pair of shadows with the, uh, with the bigger frames, with the 90 and then with the 80. And I really wanted to film a section, but I never, never managed to commit enough. Uh, at the time, I was skating uh, with Taylor Ritchie all the time because he used to live in Vancouver. And uh, sorry, I don't know how this is relevant, but I'm just talking. So, <clears throat> yeah, excuse me, that's my first solo podcast. <sighs> Must be horrible. Anyway, so I really wanted to try and produce some sort of a section that will show what those skates are good for in comparison to aggressive skates without trying to do aggressive tricks on my bigger wheels. Um, anyway, so I've been experimenting with it for a while, but really in the past two years I've pretty much religiously converted and uh, I was definitely the first one, I think, in the aggressive industry, anyone that I know, that took took it seriously and like full time. Just okay, I'm not skating aggressive skates anymore, and and I'm not saying like I won't try aggressive skates at a skate park, but it would be um, something that. Um, something that I wouldn't take seriously any longer. I would not try to improve my skills. I would just go to a skate park and use it as a social, you know, on a Wednesday night skate. Uh, I would use it as something to go to a skate park and play around with. Not trying to develop any skills, just enjoying the simple basic tricks with uh, on aggressive skates. But the real tricks and all the time and all the spots that I'm, you know, the time when I'm driving around, all the spots that I would look at, I would really think about spots where I can use those skates. So it's very interesting how my mind started shifting. Um, 
to a point when where I don't really get excited seeing a rail at all um, and I can enjoy like a really skinny rolling or like a really weird rough concrete that I can just picture how this could be filmed and how my skates can do something that no one in aggressive no one with aggressive skates can really do it or maybe if they could they would never think of doing it because um, it would be so uncomfortable or so awkward that they might never try something like that so back to the topic <laughs> it's good that I wrote it down because I know how I can steer away from a subject so how does skating affect our life so the past two years if I was to look back and reflect on on what happened in my life um, and how my skating changed in the past two years uh, with the big wheels is uh, very interesting uh, and I can see a very clear pattern okay so two years ago when I just started using big wheels and again it's who knows what's related like why exactly my life changed but I think it's it's pretty interesting those are just simple facts so when I started using big wheels I was running shop task as an online store from my house in Vancouver um, we were we didn't have a physical location we were only selling aggressive skates and um, AJ was working with me um, so the online business was pretty busy so it was me and another person working full-time um, on this business now in the past two years we managed to open um, the, our first store in Vancouver and that pretty much happened right around that time so that was 2010 um, June sorry June or July of 2010 July yeah July of 2010 and since then we opened three more stores in Canada one in Toronto, one in Montreal, and one in Calgary, and one store in the, in the U.S., in Seattle. So we opened four inline skate stores, specialty inline skate stores, um, at a time where no one, um, no one can really survive off having an inline skate shop where it's uh there's such a void anyway long story um we really grew the business um has changed so much um and there is anyway i don't want to talk about the business but it's been a very crazy uh, two years as a as the guy that started the company you know going from running a little online store from my house and I guess staying within my staying within like the limits of what I'm used to and then opening up to change and opening up to change in my skating and really starting to change um, my skating so drastically um, also my life has been changing so drastically in the past two years with all this expansion and more people that are working for us and more business relationships with companies uh, we really grew from one thing to being completely different um, so I don't know exactly how 
the skating and the equipment that I've been using and whatnot affected me uh, and affected my business. But I wonder if there is any relation. Maybe it was just a natural progression of the business slowly growing. Um, but it seemed like everything has been going a lot faster <laughs> in the past two years, and it's getting faster and faster. I don't know, maybe just because I'm using bigger wheels, my <laughs> life is speeding up. Um, I get, I don't know, I don't know how how to explain it. <clears throat> okay, 20 minutes, sweet! I just, uh, I guess I was in really deep thoughts and just looked back at, uh, at the recording time and I'm in the clear zone. So I get to stretch now and keep on talking nonsense. Um, so how do you, it would be, would be really interesting to talk to someone and kind of share ideas, but that's not how it works with a solo path podcast. So what else can I say about how skating affects our life? I guess the winter, something to think about when we skate less. Um, personally, I, um, it's always like a darker period in my life. Maybe it's because it actually gets darker earlier. You see less sun. But I really feel, also in the business, it's really slow time. And I'm not as happy. I'm not as excited. Um, and I think a big part of it could be because I'm not skating as much. Um... Yeah. Oh, sorry, I think I want to change the subject here and uh, talk about something different. I didn't write too much on my notes, but the one thing I wrote before that was the CJ edit. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about it or not, but that was a really, really good edit. Uh, CJ Wellsmore made a new edit, a promo edit for his new skates. And you know what? I know it sounds cheesy because I'm going to talk about it because it's I love Seba. <laughs> but I do love this brand and it's amazing the the stuff that's coming out. I'm just really excited. It's, uh, it's so fun being, believing in a company that um, keeps on putting out stuff that you're happy about that you keep on approving of their actions. So, um, good job to, sorry, I didn't want to talk about it, but obviously it's unavoidable, but amazing job for CJ and Dom West, who made the edit. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it had such a good feel. Just the summer, skating, big stunts, very relevant. Uh, CJ looks like Braska. There's a lot of, uh, from the notes that I read, a lot of people starting to compare CJ to Braska. Um, both amazing skaters in their own ways. Um, <clears throat> but they look very similar now. <laughs> it's easy to get confused. Um, Yeah, this edit was, they, they don't look similar in their skating, they look similar in the look, the clothes they're wearing and whatnot. Um, however, I really like CJ's pants. Uh, the ones that are tight on the bottom and looser up top, damn. Um, that's, uh, yeah, I need to make pants like this for shop task would be sweet. And yeah, so the edit was incredible. CJ is a 
a monster. Good job. And that's it. There's no more <clears throat> notes on my on my piece of paper. So I gotta be creative here. It's 25 minutes down. I have another 35 minutes. I'm gonna make it the challenge and finish the one hour. <clears throat> Assuming that at this point most of you stopped listening, uh, now is the time to talk about the real stuff. The real stuff. Yeah, I don't know what what I want to talk about that would... Uh, I guess I don't know what's the goal. Do I want people to learn something from it? Or how do I want the... How do I want you <laughs> to feel? Or how do I want... Yeah, I guess I'm not sure. I feel uh, this is very, very interesting. It's a very interesting time. And it's interesting how skating and what's happening in the world wow yeah not sure what I'm talking about sometimes I just go on those thoughts that uh, are a little too hard to communicate so I just uh, just gonna go to more simple things. What can I talk about? What can I talk about? I'm just looking around the shop. Well, <clears throat> there are things I want to talk about that I can talk about because it's a podcast. And uh, I guess there's the fear of people listening to it and then thinking certain things about you or making certain assumptions. But I guess I want, yeah, I don't know how to say it, yeah. I wonder what uh, I think I think a very good subject would be with relation to skating is drugs and it's funny how mushroom blading is called mushroom blading people always ask me um, not that I have anything to do with mushroom blading um, but it's something that I really, I really like what Todd and Joey are doing. And, you know, sometimes customers at the store would ask me, oh, what is mushroom blading? And I would explain, so here's, today I had a lady, like an older uh, teacher, saying, oh yeah, I saw your website and it's, uh, yeah, there's something like mushroom blading, I didn't read really. Um, <laughs> so the way I would explain it is, uh, it's uh, friends, friends of mine who, who I've been skating with for a long time and they're doing more experimental skating, um, you know, taking and they're filming it and they're recording podcasts and they're creating media uh, to open people, people's mind about skating and about, um, yeah, different ways of using their skates and diff opening their eyes to new possibilities it's kind of hard to explain because 
<laughs> they do so much and uh yeah it's it's very it's great to have Todd and Troy um and a lot of other people that are doing great things it's amazing to know that I'm on their team in a sense of I'm in their industry and we're kind of working together to bring skating to the new um, to the next thing and in the past few years I feel like the people that need to be um, in the front of skating like the main the main the main companies that would lead us to our kind of the next step um, are really shining through and Todd and Joey and mushroom blading is definitely uh, a big uh, a big part of this uh, of the influence on the on the next generation <clears throat> But the name mushroom blading and how uh, how people see it, or do people see it as drugs? Obviously, uh, doing mushrooms and going all crazy. And yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's what's the reason for it, but. Uh, I wonder, well, first of all, I know a lot of skaters smoke weed. Um, a lot of really good skaters smoke weed. A lot of skaters drink. Um, a lot of skaters experiment with different drugs. Um, but I don't know if anyone ever addressed it in, in public about who does what and what their views on it or how they uh, how how it affects their skating because uh, everything is somewhat somehow connected so hmm Yeah, I guess uh, skating in itself is kind of a drug and people who are really addicted to it yeah, people that are really addicted to it get uh, like there's no way of you know, feeling the way you feel after a session without actually having a good session there's just, it's exactly like you know taking using drugs um you're really happy i don't know you're faster you're sharper um, you're almost on a different frequency after a good session even if you're more of a shy person you can you know after a good session, you can go to, you talk to people and you're a lot more confident. Um, you are on a different frequency, you're a different person after a good session. And uh, uh, I don't know where I'm going with it, but uh, it's very interesting. And for some people to have that good session or to get to that place, um, they need other drugs to get to that real drug of having a really good time skating. So that that's really interesting how, you know, people have their, oh, I need to drink a beer and then have a session. And then usually a good session will start with, you know, one beer or something. Um, 
but the real addiction, the beer is almost a, like a midway drug to get to that really intense <laughs> feeling of having a good session that's unbeatable. And this is a, so I guess what skating is, it's a, it's a drug that the act of skating is not really what we're addicted to. Um, and I think we can all agree on it, that just going out and skating is not always that great. Um, but when it is great, that's a feeling that we have to keep on searching for. Um. <laughs> yeah. So we're just really, really addicted to not skating. We're really addicted to something else. And I, I don't really know how to explain it because um, when I only aggressive skated, I, I guess I could describe it as lending a trick, you know, lending a really hard trick. But now that I'm using bigger wheels, it's a little different. Sometimes I can have... Um, I guess it changes all the time, like lending a trick or filming a trick or um, learning a new trick. So, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. It could be, yeah, it's, it's something. And I think why a lot of people I think a lot of people only find it through aggressive skating because they say well if when I go fitness skating yeah it's cool and all but I don't really I don't really care for it and you don't care for it because you didn't find a way of using this equipment to get that rush that you're addicted to um, that you seem to get from aggressive skating but the rush is there it just you just need to figure out a different approach to figure out what really excites you and what gets you like for example big wheels um just that those sessions of me todd and joey having a really small group of people that get each other on a certain level um It just the feeling of like exploring and trying something new and capturing it um, yeah like it was you know the most exciting stuff I felt in years um, and I think that's that's why we all that's why I think I got into skating is the idea of you can do stuff that hasn't been done it's a it's not a, a sport that existed for years. When, when I got into it around 94, you know, like every, I don't know, it was so easy to invent tricks. You feel like, oh, I'm the first one in the world to do it. Um, you know, because people, when you think of the human race, we've been on this planet for, I'm not even going to say a number, because I don't know much, or <laughs> I don't keep information like this in my brain. Um, and the same that the human the option of having wheels under their feet has only like it only started when I started skating it was you know really really new which means all this yeah the whole world kind of starts from nothing like you can do everything everything becomes better all of a sudden because you can move. I can, oh, sweet, I can play basketball on my skates. I can s use skates as transportation. In the 90s, when I got into skating, that was the feeling. I just like, what, what can I do with skates? I wasn't addicted to aggressive skating. I was just addicted to skates and figuring out different ways of using them. So when I bought my skates, the next day I went and bought a hockey stick and... I played basketball with my friends on my skates. We tried to play soccer. 
and slowly we got into doing tricks. That was the thing that ended up capturing our attention. Uh, and then I changed my skates, or I tried to put grind plates on my soft boot K2 skates. And then, you know, slowly I bought aggressive skates and, you know, the rest is, uh, yeah, pretty, you know, you know how it is if you listen to it. Um, so I guess Big Wheels is finally brings me back to that feeling of anything is possible. And uh, Todd and Joey, to me, or mushroom blading represents that feeling that started it all. Like the feeling of, man, like the possibilities are endless. I can be sitting in school, like thinking about skating, coming up with ideas. Um, and you know, this slowly died. And Todd and Joey, mushroom blading really brings it back. And it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. It brings the kid in me. Um, and together with different equipment, exploring in a territory where no one else has been filming or doing it or bringing like everything we learned from aggressive skating for all this time, all this skill and all the skill of filming and editing and <clears throat> skating and knowledge about equipment, we're bringing it to a different, um, you know, it's just slightly bigger wheels <clears throat> and different equipment like carbon fiber or, you know, whatever, intuition liners better wheels, whatever, <clears throat> starting to really understand how the equipment affects affects the performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just uh, anything is possible now. <clears throat> um, so that's, I guess that's the best way to describe mushroom blading for myself is um, it's, um, <laughs> it's so hard to describe, even after figuring it out in my head, I still have a hard time putting it into words. But that's what I'm addicted to, you know? Some people could be addicted to drugs in different ways. I'm really addicted to mushroom blading. <clears throat> and mushroom blading could mean different things to everyone. You know, my mushroom blading is on 80 millimeter wheels. Your mushroom blading is on a different setup. But we all, everyone that listens to this podcast, everyone who is a skater has that something that they do it for, whether it's you know, the excitement that they get from winning competitions or um, the accomplishment of doing very difficult tricks um, or the accomplishment of teaching people how to do tricks or the accomplishment of, you know, creating products or selling product, whatever it is that skating gives you, um, whatever it is that makes you be so addicted to skating because I think we can all agree we're obsessed with skating you are obsessed with skating if you're listening to me even my girlfriend would turn it off after five minutes just because she's not obsessed with skating and that's completely fine but you my friend are fucking obsessed with skating just like myself and the thing that you're obsessed with is that something is the way for me to describe it. It's a drug. It's a mushroom blading. Huh. That's what mushroom blading is. Doesn't that make sense? I think I kind of I got somewhere here. Um, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool that 
mushroom blading represents the endless possibilities, the freedom, um, the the space to create. You know, the the blank slate where rule where there is no rules, where anything goes, as long as you get to that state when you're so excited and you're doing something for the right reasons um, yeah it's uh it's special whether you're on big wheels small wheels whether you're on no wheels uh, we can i can sense like that passion and excitement I don't know, maybe even if it's the first time you put skates on. When I, I sell skates in the store, I honestly get get so much out of it because I see people putting on skates and like, oh, this this feels great. And I can, in some cases, can see that spark of this is a mushroom thing for me. I get so, um, they enjoy it so much that... It's like the most exciting thing in their life, you know, getting that rush. So it's great to service people and if you know that you gave them the tools to have that thing in their life, having mushroom blading or whatever it means to them, um, you gave them a, you gave them everything. <laughs> There's uh Yeah, imagine you, if I was the person that got you into skating, I was the first person you met, um, I was the person that sold you your skates, and I was the person that told you where to go and how to do it. You would, uh, I think I would be a pretty important person in your life. Uh, and yeah, I just, I guess that's... Uh, that's awesome. Like I, I want to have a lot of people, as many people as possible, that will, I guess, will get to that place and will get to that feeling. Thanks to me, I think uh, it will make the world a better place if people have that something. That that is worth living for you know <laughs> sometimes I look at people that don't skate um, and I honestly feel very very sad for them because they they want to sound cheesy but they you know what are you doing in this world are you working a nine-to-five job um, you're going home like you don't really like anything you know that much that you do it throughout all your life yeah you keep on changing hobbies you know one year you're playing soccer next year you're playing basketball um but what's your constant if you don't have that addiction and with addictions like it's not good if you have a constant of doing crack for the past 20 years i think rollerblading is like I can't think of anything else. Like I don't know anyone who's like, oh yeah, I've been, uh, you know, running for the past twenty years. Like, well, <laughs> I just don't know anyone. I'm sure there's a lot of people there, but I feel like with running or things like this, it's more of a, I'm gonna do it, you know, for exercise. But it's not something you after, like you do it for a period of five years maybe, and then you know life changes and you're not the running is not really what um, maybe you start going to a gym instead or maybe you start you kind of keep on switching it uh, anyway rollerblading is a, is a really good if you have to choose one thing to really be addicted to um, that In the long run will be, I think rollerblading has such a, as an addiction, it has a, such a positive effect on your life and uh, your health. And I'm really happy falling into this.
and I'm really excited to see where those skates or where this where this adventure is gonna take me and it's getting more and more exciting as as new equipment comes out as you know people like Todd and Joey are doing what they're doing as uh, sorry I keep on mentioning Todd and Joey there's plenty of amazing things that are happening in the industry like brands that are making like amazing stuff and you know adopt is doing really cool things and um, everyone like USD is doing great things rollerblade is doing great things um, shadow is doing great things I don't know so many good skaters and they're so smart and <laughs> so wizard uh, so wizard like <clears throat> yeah it just it's only gonna get better um, 51 minutes it's only gonna get better um, anyway I think that's that's all I got I hope um, I don't want to make you listen to more of that, uh, but hopefully, whoever requested this this podcast, uh, I hope you're happy. Um, I hope I satisfied your curiosity about my my uh, the inside of my head. And uh, if you listen to the whole thing, thank you very much. I, uh, yeah, please, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I appreciate the fact that you don't think I'm crazy. And uh, what else? Thanks to all my sponsors. Um, you know, thanks to all my fans. I'm kidding. Thank you for listening. Much love. Canada. A.